Some men do say King Arthur is not dead, but by the will of our Lord Jesus sleeps, yet to awake, deathless, and reassure us, and therefore is it, that grave where he is laid, this legend hath, that still his kingdom keeps. Gather round all you hums of Camelot, cuz It's your boys in the back to rock the spot The podcast about Merlin season three And on the mics tonight, yo, Chris and Jeremy And they're here to break down every episode So leave those five stars and click that download Enjoy the show, whether you're chilling or working So let's jump into season three of Merlin, cuz Still his kingdom keeps Still his kingdom keeps Still his kingdom keeps Excalibur in the streets and magic in the sheets, huh? I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Goblin Chris. And this is Still His Kingdom Keeps, a creepy but necessary podcast where me and Goblin Chris cover every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. No, Merlin. God damn it. Uh, that's what happens when Goblin Chris is around everybody. Things are awry. People are possessed by other things. Other people go bald. Some people grow ears and start brain like a mule. Who knows what Goblin Chris is going to do next? Go- Goblin Chris, what's your next prank? What's, what's your next prank? What's my next prank? Yeah. Um, huge prank is that when we release this episode, I'm going to edit 45 minutes of fart noises into the middle of it so that okay. people mm-hmm. think they're listening to a regular podcast then they think it's fart noises and then they'll probably get angry and they'll still just turn it off and they won't even know that there's actually a second half of the podcast hidden in there. Just kidding. I don't know how to edit a podcast. You know, you know what would be the most devastating thing about that and the ultimate prank ever is if you What's did that? that and nobody noticed. Oh. oh, knowing this podcast, people will be like, "Yeah, that seems like it seems normal." Yeah, this is just do. that seems, like, <laughs> that seems, that seems like something Jeremy would do. That's no problem. That's yeah. not Goblin Chris at all. That's just editing Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, and then they finally get to the end of the fart noises, and then they have to listen to us try to remember the name of a movie for fifteen minutes. <laughs> yep, yep. And then there's a seven minute intro song because <laughs> we. Anyway, create... thanks, thanks, patrons. <laughs> yeah, we love you, patrons. Thank you for continuing to support us. Uh, Patreon.com/slash Sponsor of the Week, Chris. Uh, this up? is a extremely goofy episode of Merlin, but mm-hmm. before we get into it, let's remind folks of what happened last week. Let's see. Last time on Merlin, army battled army, sorceress battled sorcerer, light battled darkness, knights battled skeletons. This week, farts and goblins. But last week, the forces of Senrid were pushed back, and somehow Morgana ended up taking all the credit. But she, but she now knows that Merlin is onto her, and there's only a matter of time before things get explosive. But first, Jeremy farts a lot of farts uh just a, a lot, lot of, of extra farts that are around uh I, huge huge problem for me here is that as i get i just said to you in the outtakes i get a little bit more squeamish with on-screen violence as i get older sure unfortunately as i get older my fart humor is really kicking back in, in oh a big yeah way. definitely every yeah. time that every if jess and i are watching something and I, there's a fart sound she looks at me because she knows i'm gonna laugh because she knows i can't fucking help myself it's bad um, real quick, we're covering season three, episode three, Goblin's Gold. Merlin stumbles into a secret chamber and accidentally releases a goblin. This mischievous creature possesses Gaius, leading the once wise physician to develop a taste for gold, ale, and magical jokes. With a suddenly bald king and a scourge of flatulence sweeping the royal household, can mm. Merlin work out what is going on and banish the goblin back to where he came from before any real damage is done? This was directed by Jeremy Webb and written by Howard Overman. Uh, fart humor I feel like is 0 to like 14 and then maybe mm-hmm. depending on who you are who you're hanging out with 
maybe anywhere from 25 to 35 plus. I think that, feel like that's when yeah. fart humor starts coming back See, in. if I hear like a real fart, I'm like, fuck you. That's stinky. Mm-hmm. How dare you? Absolutely. But just the fart sound, it gets me going, man. I don't know what When you say gets you going, can you please? You, you, please? Take, it, you know, unpack that however you want to unpack that, bro. Okay. Not right. really we'll, we'll, let the, we'll let the listeners decide. I, uh, yeah, it's, I, the most annoying thing about this episode is that I start, I mean, I knew what episode it was. I watched the previously on or whatever, or the you know preview for the next episode last time. Um, I, but I start this episode in good faith. I'm taking down fucking notes about the name of the book that Berlin needs to get. Doesn't that ma- doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. That plays no part nope. in any of this. Nope, not at, it doesn't Lule matter. Rule of Cambria. I paused it, went back, read the subtitle Mm-mm. so I could write it down correctly. It doesn't matter. Makes no difference whatsoever. Uh, it's The thing about this episode for me is that the the Merlin is always very goofy anyway. Um, and if you when you add the layer of goofiness with that a goblin brings, for some reason, this didn't hit for me the way that like the troll wife did. Um, yeah, like I got a couple chuckles out of this, but but the whole time I watched it, I was like, come on. Yeah, oh I was gosh, I was kind of I was kind of in a hurry for this to to go ahead and wrap up. Um, there was one moment, and we'll get to it, where it turns like where it feels like it turns super sinister for a moment that I thought was absolutely hilarious. Uh, but it was also and also kind of spooky. But like for the most part, like this goblin is just doing some goblin shit, and it's just an excuse for some actors to do some real hilarious things. Like I feel like this is just like hey, we we have. Um, <clears throat> we have richard wilson here let let's let him go fucking crazy like let's let's the mm-hmm. character the guy that plays guy it just seems like that's this show's favorite thing to do is to take these like distinguished character actors and then be like okay now you're gonna lick gold do you know who the voice who the goblin is who the voice who voice acted the goblin no who is it arthur weasley from harry potter what that guy? That guy. <laughs> that guy's in stuff. I'm sure. I'm sure that dude probably has a huge storied like <laughs> career. That's not just yeah. that one dude from Harry Potter. But yeah, that's where I feel like most of the people would know him from. Um, yeah. So let's start the episode. We, that's uh, the thing about British production. I think it's usually again more of Chris offering uh, his his opinions on British production. It always just feels like it's this like this storied theatrical seasoned actor even when they're 20 years old they've got 10 years of history in america it's always just some hot 25 year old and that's the bare minimum that you need to be to be on a tv show oh our uh just to clear this up uh, we were we were speculating on how british tv worked uh and our friend auntie l in the discord uh chimed in um being from the uh the, almost, from that place for, i almost said the emerald isle which i'm pretty sure is not england it would probably make a lot of people from the emerald isle mad if i said it so just gonna skip right over that she's i believe she's from england uh and she said that beep shows on the bbc don't have any ads because everybody pays a license to use the tv so like if you have a tv you want to see bbc you're paying a monthly fee but that's also so they not only do they not have ads but that's also contributes to like the low budget of most of their productions because it's like that's sick though because we pay for cable uh-huh. And but still we, and get then we still watch ads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because we live in a <laughs> anyway, fucking capitalist hellscape. Fucking Merlin here. He's sent to fetch a book from, from our boy, boy Jeffrey. What book Jeffrey is it? Jeffrey hasn't seen this book in a long time. What book is it, Chris? Um, the um, Just uh, kidding. It doesn't matter. We don't, of Cambria. <laughs> it's it not going to come matter. up again. Don't uh, worry about it. <laughs> damn it. Um, yeah, he's sent, he's sent to go get this book. He goes to talk to Jeffrey. And um, our boy Jeffrey is like, hey, it's down. I haven't seen that book in years. It's off in the 
corner over there. I don't know. I always got the impression that this this room, this library, was about one one single small room, but it, it is this quite is a, expansive in this episode. In season three, they have expanded the library, <laughs> much as the mm-hmm. as, as the Winchester has got a a, a whole uh, like base operation with the. Um, the tomb? No, that's not what the, with the, the bunker. bunker. Thank you. The bunker. God, it would have been so much cooler if it was a tomb. It's uh, called the tomb. Uh, I just I'm reading Gideon that Gideon the Ninth series, which is full of like the locked tomb and shit like that, and necromancers in space. Like and, would, they have skull faces. That's all I know. Dude, fucking skull it, faces. So it, it, they it, should be in tombs. It is extremely not dope. because they should be dead, but because that just thematically fits in. I'm gonna stop talking. Anyway, uh, Merlin's wandering around and he finds a fucking trap door. And yep. it spins around. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, he's in a um, he's in a hidden hidden room of this library, and he starts hearing some strange noises coming out of a barrel on the floor. So, what does he do? Merlin he opens it. Merlin the idiot opens the box. Uh, I fucking hate this guy's guts, dude. <laughs> this dude sucks. Not the goblin. Well, I do hate the goblin's guts, but I mean Merlin. Merlin, what are you Merlin. what are you doing, my man? Uh, the goblin pops out uh, with a with a with a loud boo. The goblin's tattooed. Uh, he's obviously a CGI character. I think, uh, for the most part, they do a really good job with the CGI character on this. They, I think they like he's not on screen a whole whole lot. Yeah, he doesn't overstay his welcome for yeah, sure. Um, and the the stuff that they do with like interacting with the human stuff, like it's all. I think they do a really good job with this. This could not have been done in season one, Merlin. Like they just did not have this this kind of technical chops. So I'm no. I was I, they would I, never I'm have been bold enough anyway. I don't think so. Yeah, they they only do twelve episodes, and they were like, "No, we're not going to make fucking Morgana fart on screen. Like, we're not going to do that. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, you can't mm-hmm. you can't do that. Can't can't no, you can't make me. Jeremy uh, Webb, <laughs> the director of this episode, <laughs> the Goblin immediately starts talking. Uh, he has been squashed in this box for fifty years, and the first thing he wants to do after a nice comfy stretch is just trash every room shit, that dude. he's in. Uh, have you ever seen a crowd go ape shit, Chris? Because this isn't a yeah, crowd, but it's just a goblin. I fucking yeah, right here. Um, this goblin, he's losing it. He's tearing the place up. Um, he gets up on the shelf and he says, "I want you to open up this pit." And then before they can even open it up, dude, he fucking stage dives. This guy was out of control out, at the Nickelback show. Out of control at the Nickelback show. Uh, that, and that's what he keeps looking for. He keeps opening books and slinging them because they don't have the Nickelback lyrics that he's looking for. Yeah, uh, he keeps saying like, "I want to be a rock star." He keeps singing that, and everyone's like, "Shut up, goblin!" <laughs> Did I tell you? Uh, it, it, it stopped me if I have, but I I, I switched my hairstylist recently because the old one was surprisingly like anti-semitic <laughs> that was a oh, kind of bummer. came out of kind of a nowhere in the <laughs> south uh, we, we don't even have any jews to hate down here chris it was really weird uh that are stereotypically hated in the south that's not what we expected <laughs> yeah i was very confused um but this the, the, took, the, took your racism in a strange direction okay. I, I like i just i was really surprised and taken aback um so, anyway the second the the new chick that i'm, it's I'm going funny, to but it, it's i mean it's kind of funny like it's it's a weird thing to get like to just casually mention too like jesus christ <laughs> anyway um the new chick she started out our conversation with um i don't understand why nickelback gets all of the hate that they do and i was like oh yeah she's like yeah i mean like you know i, I got they just people are just like they, they just meme she's a little younger like they just meme on them all the time and make fun of them but like i feel like there's some really good music under there and i'm like <laughs> you're holding clippers to my head i also think nickelback is pretty good i think they're maybe a little underrated <laughs> i mean if you think about it look at this photograph is is kind of a Really inspiring line. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> what are you gonna do? She's got the clippers to my head, Chris. She could give me the bad cut. I don't yeah, want the bad cut. I just cut. go. I just go. Oh, yeah. 
I was like, what do you think <laughs> about... used to give me so much shit in high school, because <laughs> I bought a Nickelback CD for my mom, because she wanted it, and it ended up in my stack of CDs at the family computer, so everybody's hanging out listening to music, and people would always be like, oh, here's Chris's Nickelback CD. <laughs> Fuck you guys, I don't even like them. I, uh, I follow that up with, uh, I mean, like, Avenged Sevenfold is kind of the same way, right? She was like, absolutely! <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I now I've got a <laughs> now now I've got a whole narrative that I like every now every time I go we're talking uh-huh. about like hard rock music and stuff. Uh, yeah. Anyway, you're, you're talking re- about somehow radio friendly version of hard rock. Yeah, yeah. She hard, did hard rock is funny. Okay, okay we got to do a fucking Merlin podcast. She revealed she's a gamer to me the last time I got my haircut, so I'm hoping to move move. Okay, to, to gamer sevenfold type. gamer. That's a yeah, fucking yeah. the Venn diagrams a circle. She, um, she, she likes to play uh, frat house. She likes to steal frat boys' money and play at Mario Party. So it's not exactly I'm like overlapping with with my. Interest. I gotta can get her on the podcast, please. <laughs> I got some questions for this young this young woman. Anyway. Okay, um, give, Okay, all right, all right. So, so the, the goblin uh, escapes. Uh, he, Merlin, Merlin tries to grab the goblin, uh-huh. but it turns into a little ball of light and it escapes. Um, in all the chaos, Merlin finds the book he's looking for. I wrote down, even though that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at um, all. <laughs> and Merlin runs out of that place and he follows the trail of the destruction that the goblin is leaving in its wake. And it's, this leads him up into Arthur's room. And as Merlin is running around and they're trying to catch the goblin. Uh, Arthur walks in and ke- catches him amidst all the destruction. He makes some excuse about, oh, I'm doing some spring cleaning. Arthur's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Merlin? <laughs> You're um, the weirdest guy I know. Jesus Christ. Um, and then the, the 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 goblin runs off to Morgana's room. Merlin chases it there. I w- was hoping there was going to be some sort of a confrontation between Merlin and Morgana because of everything that's transpired. You know, there, he has to walk a real, you know, on thin ice around her. And um, to, to bust in there, they'd be like, Morgana, listen, okay, I know we got beef right now, but there's a fucking goblin in here. <laughs> there's a goblin in here, and I know you have magic. You need to help me. Feel, just to... Like, we got to sort this out. Oh, if they fucking team up as a duo just to, to stop perfection. this menace. Perfe- that would have been the funniest episode, because now that they hate each other, forcing them to yeah. work together would have been hilarious. This is Superman uh, versus Batman, except they both have to join forces and defeat. I don't know. I guess Aquaman is the equivalent of Morgana's go- got gas, and she's like, I can't stand. So we get a, you know. The first scene where she doesn't care, she's not interested, mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. Gaius offers her the you know the weird potion thing, stuff starts changing. Hard cut to the next morning, her slamming on Merlin's door, waking him up, and she's like, let's get this fucking goblin. That's I'm rewriting the script right now, hold on. I, I uh, love it, I love it. In the meantime, uh, the goblin runs to Morgana's room, starts rifling through her jewelry. This is the first time that you hear the goblin like muttering, like, almost there, almost there. Uh, notably, he grabs her- uh, Almost there. What she calls her healing bracelet later in the episode, but uh, it's it's the one that uh, what's her name Morgaz had given her that Morgaz, allows yeah. allows her to, her to sleep through the night. Um, and the goblin jumps out of the window as soon as he finds that, and and like uh, we go to the lab where actually they do use the book, Chris. They, this is the they use the book to identify that this yeah, is yeah they a goblin. use the book to identify the goblin. I don't what know why they thought. needed to they use the book and not just their eyes. <laughs> Like it's, yeah. it is definitely a goblin. I feel like uh, that's. I feel like that's how I identified it personally. Yeah. Was with my eyes, <laughs> with, but, with um, just my eyes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this um, is when so Arthur. They figure arrives. out what it is. That doesn't fucking help him though. No, no. Uh, the only thing we know about him now is that uh, the goblin is is really obsessed with gold. Uh, yeah. Arthur arrives and kind of weirdly says, "Like we need your 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 presence is demanded." Uh, and as they go to Uther's, Uther's room. Arthur stops him and is like, I guarantee you, if you let if you a little bit of laughter in here and I will personally execute you myself. You cannot cannot laugh at what you're about to see. And they go in and they find Uther totally bald. Uh, totally bald. I love the bald Uther stuff. This is just 
it's it just worked for me. It just we've, worked. We've had I was a lot so of... surprised the first time that I saw it. And subsequent appearances, I continued to be very surprised. It's very hilarious. I think t- turning any character that normally has like a full kind of head of hair into a bald dude is is just inherently funny. We've been throughout the years like we had the whole uh, Baldcast Goingate uh, with, with Bloodborne. That was a whole Twitter argument. Uh, I don't know if you remember Bald, bald Jensen Ackles from Supernatural. That was a oh, whole yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Bald Uther being canon, I think, is very important for all of the bald representation out there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had a mouthful of water there. And um, it, he looks good. He, he, I mean, genuinely, he looks good with, with a bald head, but it's such a stark contrast. It's hard not so to ashamed laugh. Of it. It's hard not to laugh. And I think it's because he's not rocking it, right? Like, it's because he's, like, hiding yeah. behind a screen in his room and, like, trying to demonetize himself. Anytime somebody is ashamed of something, I think it's really important to laugh at them. Yes, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. I'm you just shouldn't, kidding. Look, you shouldn't make them feel ashamed of anything. Let's let's be clear. We shouldn't make them feel bad about but a if thing. They're already feeling but if they already feel bad about it, then you should totally laugh at them out of it. That's, that's, how, that's, how, that's how healing works, I believe. What is going on in this episode? I don't okay, know, dude. Um, we're, we're just as chaotic as the fucking goblin. Uh, yeah, it's because it, it, we had to sit through this episode. It's chaotic. Gaius, I couldn't believe I was taking notes on this shit. Gaius comes up with the idea that they are going to use gold to uh, mm-hmm. trap the goblin. It was at this point I was just questioning, like, why not just be like, oh my god, I opened a room and a goblin sprang out, and y- y'all, we need to catch this goblin together. Like, why are yeah, we... I'd, hi- I'd come clean. Why I'd are we clean. hiding it? I because mean, knowing Merlin, Merlin doesn't come clean about anything. Because Notice how we have a new villain in Morgana, because <laughs> Merlin can't just come clean. And Gaius is like, we need to get some gold, so Merlin does the only thing that makes sense to him, which is steal yeah. it from Arthur. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. How, many, Perfect. how many times has uh, Merlin snuck into Arthur's bedroom after he's asleep? Like at, the, at this hey, point, like too many, too many. Frankly, it's crazy. Um, yeah, he goes in and he, and he steals the gold and he almost gets caught. So so Arthur wakes up and Merlin has to drop the canopy of his bed on him and he's swinging around and basically knocks himself unconscious as Merlin escapes with his gold. Not looking great there, Arthur. Uh, Not looking great for our boy Arthur. They spring the trap. They they leave a trail of gold coins. Uh, they get the 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 goblin into a room that they have sealed up so it can't change into a ball of light and and zip around and zip out. Unfortunately, this causes the goblin to zip into uh, Gaius's mouth, uh, who immediately uh, the, his entire attitude changes and he starts yelling and berating Merlin, uh, saying, "You you let the like he slaps Merlin on the back of the head. You let it escape. You need to go after it." Uh, and then after. Merlin is gone. He gets into probably the most disgusting part of this episode. Like farting yeah. is is one thing. Uh, actively licking just just gold is just a dude, weird it's freaky, vibe. Dude. It's a it's a little I saw freaky. Goblins of this man's tongue that I haven't even seen of my own. You know what I'm saying, dude? Gaius, he's constantly using his tongue in this episode, and it's it's just so disturbing. I just I just don't want to see it, Chris. I dude, he's got like some Gene Simmons actions going on. Like this, is like it's a thick ass tongue. It, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I've been thinking about it ever since I started this episode. You know, I had put it out of my head, and now I'm feeling a little. I might have to take a break. I'm feeling a little. Yeah, feeling a little illness coming on. I got I got lightheaded. I saw that thing whipping around. I got fucking lightheaded. We go to the lab where uh, Gaius is now. I'm just gonna call him Gaius because he's he's goblin possessed guy. Yeah, I, I I call them GG Goblin Gaius. Goblin I think, Gaius. I think it's yeah. just easier to call him Gaius. Uh, we're uh, he's destroying the entire lab, and then when Merlin arrives, uh, he demands that Merlin clean it up and and announces that he's going to the tavern. Uh, I, I got really excited. I think I t- mentioned this last episode. We saw just yeah. a tavern in brief, but like this is the this is the time where the tavern starts becoming like a a location in these in these 
episodes and I'm very happy for it. I like I like having a bar, I guess is what I'm saying. I, I love like, having a bar. That's a good place to hang out. It's a good th- place to s- set scenes. I get that you have to, you know, put a, a dozen extras in there to make it seem like a real place. But um, so what is what does Goblin Gaius do? He goes to this bar and he immediately engages in some arm wrestling with some big burly men and he defeats them with goblin strength and wins gold. Gotta love it. And he and he, and he, then he, he starts, and he's whipping that tongue around, dude. And it, uh, the best thing about it is he wakes up the next morning and he's hungover. The goblin gets yeah. hangovers, which I think is hilarious. This is our first clue that human ailments can slow this goblin down. Absolutely. Uh, but it doesn't. his hangover doesn't stop him from berating Merlin for talking too loud and for not getting his breakfast. Uh, and also, this is where he burps a whole lot. And I'm like, come on, y'all. Are we playing Fable? Yeah. Like, what am I doing right now? I'm, I'm just... I'm <laughs> Huge Fable fable vibes, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, don't like burping in, in shows more, any more than I like um farting to be honest with you or vomiting yeah um yeah so he uh he sends merlin out to breakfast he licks some more gold and then morgana comes in and she's like hey dog i couldn't sleep last night and he's like wild that you're calling me dog now but okay um hey dog couldn't sleep last night do you think um do you think you could help hook me out with that milk of the poppy my bracelet that's been helping me sleep was stolen um and holy shit dude the way he calls her ass out i could not believe it <laughs> this is amazing like and this is the moment where i thought the episode could potentially go a totally different direction because this this goblin gaius is like number one just kind of brushes aside all of her like wants and needs and it's like oh my god there is evil in your heart like you might pretend to be uther's ward but y- you would see him and camelot burn in hell and she's like uh no <laughs> That's not that's not me. That's weird. Why are you talking to me He's that like, way? Yeah, okay. Anyway, no problem. Let me make you that potion. And of course it's a fart potion. Of course. Which it's makes a fart me potion. think that Morgana then went back, was not able to sleep, and has just been just farting all night. Just driven into absolute misery. No one again tortured into becoming more and more evil could be a monkey paw situation where he he actually gave her a sleeping potion but the next day you oh, wake true. up and, you, and you've got the farts like you just wake up just just loudly pounding the um mattress i don't know why i'm what i would go yeah, in there yeah 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 little tremors little tremors all night anyway um what is happening to us I, we're losing the plot very fast we're losing the plot we've lost it the plot's gone um okay so he decides to give her the potion sentence her off morgana is like what what is even happening right now um and then we see a, a montage of Gaius making very unhelpful house calls to sick people or injured people and essentially selling them snake oil for gold. He's like, oh, you're going to die if you don't have this, but you're going to have to pay for it. And um, he goes from house to house until he goes to Gwen. And he's like, oh, there's an infection that's that's afflicting everybody. And uh, I have a remedy for it. And she's like, okay, great, thanks. Can I have it? And he's like, yeah, but you're going to have to pay for it. Um, so, of course, she's immediately like, huh? Because this is not guys. Guys doesn't charge people for for medicine. Um, what is this America? And um, yeah, so he eventually he makes her pay for this fake remedy for this fake illness. Um, and I think her she's a little bit suspicious here, but nothing really comes of it yet. Um, and then eventually we see this wonderful scene of Goblin Gaius giving bald Uther another potion for his baldness, and then just mm-hmm. slapping mm-hmm. that big old bald head of his. Is slapping my forehead required? of this guy yes absolutely it is required my sire absolutely Absolutely. yeah this is i feel like maybe they wrote this scene um like the scriptwriter wrote this scene and then like let's build an episode around guy slapping a bald goother it's like how how george r R. martin says that he was writing something else and that he had this sort of dream about 
the scene of these five siblings finding these direwolf pups in the woods and taking them all home, and that was the inspiration for all of Game of Thrones. It's like this this writer this, had, a dream. He had a dream of Gaius <laughs> yeah. slapping Very Baldur similar there. to that. And then he went on to write a <laughs> fantasy epic to to, to justify it. Um, <sighs> this is very cute. This is very hilarious. I think this is one of the one of the times that the Goblin stuff like really works for me. Is is this stuff? There's yeah. this, and it's important to take the piss. Yes, from Uther. Absolutely. From time to time. Um, you know the child murdering <laughs> Holocaust denier yeah. that is. Yeah. Um, Merlin then shows up in the lab uh, at this, and then he sees Gaius with his gold. Uh, he's that he's mm-hmm. been hoarding and hiding, tonguing it down. Uh, let's not let's not sugarcoat it. Just Jeremy. doing a lot of doing a whole lot of. Just a lot it's of tongue con- punching, cunning and linguist with uh, yeah. all of the yeah. gold. It's, Say it. Yeah. Say it for the people in the back. Cunning linguist. Uh, cunning. Wait, that's a, that's a rap group. Did you know that? Did there was a rap group gonna call I themselves the I cunning linguist? I yeah. That. I love puns. <laughs> I love puns. Puns are fun. Puns are fun. Um, I uh, I follow a hip hop producer on Twitter, and uh, he's a couple years older than me, and he's like, hip hop is real weird because like there's really. Very few other industries where you name yourself when you're like a teenager or like in your early 20s and you become known by that handle and then you're waiting in like a, a doctor's office and someone's like, hey, blockhead, come here because <laughs> yeah. that's your name. That's what everybody calls you. That's yeah. what everybody knows you yeah. as, which I thought was very funny. I think people should just start using their regular names personally. I think that that would be fun. Um I found out like one of my, my um, I found out one of my favorite uh, DJ producer guys that I've been listening to for twenty years uh, shares a last name with me recently. I didn't know that. That's, that's fun. All you I knew him by is, um, and, I, and I'm not making this up, is DJ Mayonnaise. <laughs> that was his, okay. That's his DJ name. Shout out to DJ Mayonnaise. Um, Shout friend of the friend of the show. Uh, okay, Merlin pleads with Goblin Gaius because he's now figured out. Hey, there's a goblin in you, Goblin. Please leave Gaius. You're you're stressing everybody out. Um, and when that doesn't work, Merlin's like, okay, then I'm going to kill you. And Gaius is goblin. Gaius says, no, you can't kill me because I'm possessing Gaius. And if you try to kill me, you're just going to kill him. So good luck with that. And this was classic, like, uh, supernatural stuff. Yeah. They, they, they felt classic this body possession stuff. Of, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They would, they would always have the dilemma of that. We know who the demon is possessing, we, and we, but we can't hurt the person because we'll, you know kill we'll kill the host if we try to get rid of the you know i, I tried to solve that problem at a certain point supernatural said fuck them fuck them yeah we don't, <laughs> they're we all do better that. off dead yeah this uh, world sucks <laughs> we're tired of leaving more a wake of traumatic uh, or traumatized people in our wake the so, world um, is a fuck ninety nine thousand ghosts ninety nine thousand demons yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. kill them all but merlin's hands are tied regardless of how strong he might be there's not a whole lot he can do right now unless he hurts you know, Gaius. We zip so, over to uh, Uther's court, where Arthur mm-hmm. is informing the king about the the incidents of vandalism and theft, including some about of the buffoonery. Call just, it what it just, is. Just just a lot of buffoonery uh, around Camelot. When out of nowhere, uh, just Guinevere lets out a Dude. loud fart. Uh, just <sighs> well, you a, know, with the way that the class system works in this show, I'd be worried. But they were killer for this. Dude, this is like I would be surprised if she didn't think that if, if Uther didn't think farts were magic, like if he like there's a, there's an aspect of Uther that'd be like I'm sorry you're not allowed to do that in my presence you must die. Like, like yeah, I, he probably I mean Merlin has to confirm that if that girls can fart later on they don't have true. a lot of um, that's very true he does uh, ask education in this world <laughs> so it's like that sort of thing like oh if you're a woman and you can swim then you're a witch type of situation so this could have been a serious problem oh that woman is producing farts. Clearly, uh, she's secretly a, a, a toad or something. We must destroy her. 
uh, fortunately for uh, Gwen, uh, everybody else starts doing it too. So Morgana, yeah. Morgana starts ripping them left and right. Uh, yeah. Uther's so just g- when you think that there's enough um, chestnuts cr- cracking over this open fire, what am I saying? I don't know. Then <laughs> Uther heard. starts fucking ripping them, dude. I feel insane. I just worked <laughs> all day like I normally do. I took a Tylenol earlier because I had my head kind of hurt. I don't think that that's... And here I am, <laughs> acting like a goddamn lunatic. I'm so sorry to uh, you and to the listeners. Uther, um, Uther I gotta starts... find my hater energy. My hater energy is a little bit more restrained, I think. Uh, Uther starts in with the seat ripping, too. Uh, everybody's uncomfortable. Sir Leon is in the back going just like, what in the fuck is happening? Yeah, he, dude, uh, Sir Leon's cutting it up. The only person having a, having a great time is uh, uh, the goblin who thinks this is hysterical. In fact, later he comes yeah. into the lab just laughing his ass off and... Uh, uh, like Merlin is there and he's like don't you think this is funny it's a little funny like I wish that grit. Merlin was like okay it's a little funny, okay it's but. a little funny yeah uh, instead Merlin like uh it's kind of just threatens him and the, of course the goblin is like oh you can't do anything Dude, when, to me when when Morgana farts and then <laughs> I'm going back to this previous scene because the funniest part of the whole thing for me was I'm like okay whatever Gwen farted that's embarrassing Morgana farted but when Morgana farts Uther goes double the guard <laughs> <laughs> We gotta. As if that's gonna stop. We have to stop this immediately. <laughs> and then he rips one himself. That was the, that was the funny. I forgot. I wrote that down because it was actually the thing that made me laugh. Finally, when he just says double the double guard. the guard. We gotta stop this. We gotta stop this. Like, what is that gonna do? We have to stop the gas. Um, uh, Merlin does not think this is funny, and when the goblin tries to leave, he uses his magic to slam the door, revealing himself to the goblin. Uh, and then the goblin picks up a knife and like throws it uh, using magic at, at Merlin, and of course Merlin catches it, throws it right back, but then at the last minute has to stop the knife because he can't hurt Gaius. Uh, and, and I like that Merlin still is uh, just ready to murder his problems away chris like the, 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 Always, the surprising he's bloodthirsty the surprising thing he's about ruthless. doing this podcast is you learn how much merlin just wants to kill all of his problems and just <laughs> it's so funny i just I was talking about the outtakes i just watched this james bond movie right and the whole movie is talking about how he just got his first kill well what was it like oh did you lose a piece of your soul how can you not feel anything when you take a life and then we got merlin over here who's like yeah i'll drop a tree branch on that guy's neck and break it i don't care he's an extra i don't give a fuck uh yeah i don't care if he i'll I'll hurl a magic axe through the air and skewer this man to the wall it's not my problem merlin swears that he's going to figure out this problem uh and then the goblin leaves he goes to visit the library and he gives joffrey uh or jeffrey just a little casual like fat shaming um because I think Jeffrey's like, my, sure. leg, my leg hurts. He's like, yeah, that's because you're of your big gut. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm like, you sound like my fucking doctor, Goblin. <laughs> then the Goblin goes back to the secret room and picks up the, the book. Um, and we go from there to Merlin, uh, who is looking around for Arthur. And of course, Arthur finds him first. He's with two guards. And Arthur, surprise, arrest Merlin. Brings him before Uther. We re- realize that uh, Gaius, Goblin Gaius has taken this book which I th- already thought was in the lab. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Uh, plants. I it think yeah, as- he frames he frames Merlin with a magic book because he doesn't realize that Merlin actually does have a real magic book. In yeah, here. exactly. Yeah. Um, and basically presents this as all of Merlin's fault. Uh, and, of course, Merlin tries to defend himself, but he doesn't have any evidence. Uh, Arthur is in the corner, like, obviously wanting to support Merlin a little bit, but thinking, like, God, we've got to get rid of these farts. This is just yeah, we've terrible. We've got to do something about the stench in this place. <laughs> it is going fucking crazy. I eat a lot of meat. Eat a, a lot, lot of, of eggs. Meat. Uh, 
and if, because it's Uther, uh, he's like, uh, uh, we got to kill him. So you're you're arrested. Yeah. Uh, and you're fucking arrested. We're, we're gonna we're gonna kill you. Uh, Gaius apologizes. Especially, dude, he made guy he made Uther bald. Are you kidding me? Un, 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 unheard of. Unheard this guy's of. cooked. Even if he even if he did it with just like. Like a normal non-magical means, he'd be cooked. <laughs> Even if he just shaved Uther's head in the, the middle Even of the if he night, shaved Uther's head like a like a frat party prank. Uh, he'd uh-huh. be cooked. Put a little suntan lotion on it, like in the shape of a dick, and just left him on the beach. Oh, brother! Oh, <laughs> Can you brother. imagine? Can you imagine? He's pranks, big. Chris. Pranks. Just harmless pranks. 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 That's the that's trickler behavior right there. That's true. Uh, Gaius apologizes for harboring a sorcerer, but of course, like mm-hmm. you know, uh, Dude, he's he's not chill. actually apologizing them. Um, we go back over to the tavern where we have this scene where Sirloin uh, kind of bumps into Gaius as he's getting up, and Gaius like starts talking mad shit. And when Sirloin's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, homie, I'm a knight of Camelot," like. You're a lot of things, but I will fucking decapitate yeah. you if you talk to me <laughs> Leo's this way. Like, I'm not trying to like name drop the whole night thing. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but but now you're pushing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like if you're gonna be rude about this whole thing, I will absolutely name drop. Like I am, I am one of Arthur's knights, and and uh, Goblin Gaius is like fuck that and spits in his face, like spews Dude, ale all come over him. On. Unbelievably disrespectful. Uh, and then he then he backs off. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just an old man. I had too much ale. Let me buy you a flagon. Uh, goes to buy the flagon and puts a special Dude, Leon handles it well. You know, what is All Leon going to do? Yeah, Leon's like, I don't want to take this to the king. <laughs> like, Dude, the gotta... first time I ever like hit a kid when I was in, in school, some kid just fucking spit in my face out of nowhere and laughed about it. I just fucking punched him. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What was the second time? Leon handled it better than I did. What was the second time? Um... Um. Oh, somebody was harassing my sister. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's good. Third time. It's <laughs> a little bit of a darker story. <laughs> just uh, just curious um, how many times know. you've hit I don't kids. Know. I think, <laughs> um, <laughs> we're gonna count through them all. Also, I, I'm, I, I'm I, assuming I you're like you were you were like this was last year, right? Like this is not. <laughs> it was like it was like ten years ago. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Like, I'm not I'm not a violent person as a as a thirty year old. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely not. Um. Where are we? Uh, this this I don't they back know. off. I got distracted. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk. I got about... to, I got distracted by my checkered past. <laughs> I didn't mean to bring up your violent history, Chris. <laughs> um, well, the first time I was eleven. Uh. So, uh, Gaius backs off and and spikes their flagon of ale. Uh, we that night, Merlin uses magic to escape, uh, and then also just uses his dumbassery to immediately get caught again. Basically, uh, he gets spotted like right on the way out. Uh, Unbelievable. He he runs to Gwen, uh, who gets awoken by like the alarm bells. Lock your door, Gwen. Lock uh, your door. And he comes up behind her, grabs her, is like, "Okay." Uh, and we don't see the whole explanation, but we just we just jump to the next day. But of course, he explains to her what's going on. Yeah. Um, the next day, we see Arthur. He is reporting to Uther that Merlin has escaped. Gaius is acting all weird about it, and he's kind of speaking out of turn. Everybody's like, "Can you fucking chill?" guys one second arthur says he's gonna look into it meanwhile we get to catch up with merlin and gwen they're plotting to free guys from the goblins control um and and merlin is asking gwen to go and talk to arthur about everything because of course he would listen to her 
Um, but she's like, dude, I fucking. Dude, I ripped, I ripped. I ripped. A I big have, one in there, dude. I can't I just go after. It. I, the, the, I'm, I'm in recovery from that incident. I own three um, pairs of underwear, and now I own two. That's all I'm gonna say yeah, about what happened in yeah. there, my man. Like I, I was, yeah. I was, I was ripping them literally. Uh, literally. This is, the, this is the scene where um, he does ask, "Well, don't worry, all girls do it, don't they?" <laughs> and uh, right, very wait, funny. He's like, he's, he said it with confidence, and then he's like, "Wait, hold up, hold on." I don't, I, I don't actually know that lot, that much about women. Uh, and I love this because uh, just and this is classic Berlin, and this is something that we keep coming back to. Like, despite its like silliness and dumbassery and goofery, like this moment where Gwen is legitimately mortified that the the dude she has a crush on heard her fart is is very relatable and very human, and it's the way she plays it is very touching. Like, she's just like. I can't, I'm not, I, I just don't want to talk about it. I want, I want to disappear into the ether. And it's, I think like every single person has done something incredibly embarrassing in front of somebody that they were trying to impress, whether it's mm-hmm. like they were crushing on them or they was, they just want, it's just a general kind of thing. Like there's, everybody has had that moment where they're like, I just want to make myself disappear. And yep. it's, yep. it's, and I, I don't know, just in the middle of this like weirdly goofy episode to have this like moment of humanity with Gwen was very, very good. And um and and Merlin just assures her he's like listen if Arthur really likes you he that he will not care he does not care about that um so he says he's able to work he says he would like you warts and farts and all and she says Merlin I don't have any warts and he's like mm. <laughs> you also don't have any mirrors in this room so I'm just saying oh my god <laughs> um, Arthur okay next Arthur summons Gaius to his chambers uh. And he's like, oh, thanks for freeing me of Merlin. He was the worst. Um, and then Gaius is way too enthusiastic about this. He's like, good, the boy should be hung. Kill him. Kill his ass. And then Arthur immediately is like, okay, there's definitely something wrong here. He draws his sword because he knows that no matter what Merlin was guilty of, Gaius would never just throw him to the wolves like that. He wouldn't turn his back so easily on Merlin. Um, but before Arthur can do anything, he gets a pot thrown at his head with magic and he's knocked unconscious. This Perfect. guy is just really not Perfect. holding up his end of the bargain here. Not having a good, no, Arthur is not having a good week. Uh, it's, and, uh, and we see, we see the goblin, like we see his eyes flash. Like he does like a magic spell, but we don't see what it is. And he jets, hides from Guinevere. who's coming to talk to him. Uh, as Guinevere walks by, he, he like sneaks off. Gwen rolls up to Arthur's door and has a moment of like, I can do this. I can't do this. Uh, and then before, I think even before she could knock, he starts hearing some weird noises. Uh, and mm. as she enters the room to try to look for Arthur, it's revealed that like he's on the floor, like curled up against the bed and he has got donkey ears. Uh, yeah. I love that they went for straight up practical effects for this. Like these look like furry good. donkey ears and I, it is just incredible cackling laughing at this i thought this was so funny and you could tell like gwen likes him so much that she's just sort of like oh this is adorable (laughs) just just petting his ear to make him feel better it's very funny but she explains to him as he's kind of huddled in the in the corner under his bed there um she she explains that the situation with gaius that he's possessed by a goblin and she's like don't worry Merlin is working on a plan, and even though Arthur can't communicate everything he says with his face, you know he just went, "Oh, great, Merlin's." Do- oh, fuck, he rolls his right, eyes. He, he like literally donkey yeah. ears and all, like rolls his eyes. Like Jesus Christ, it's so I'm, funny. I, I rely on Merlin, and like all of the brain and stuff that uh, uh, this dude is doing is is incredible. Like, uh, like uh, it's just so funny, dude. I, I think this is actually like legit, a, a really good goof. Um, 
and then we we smash cut into Merlin just looking at the screen, and just he's just saying Arthur's a donkey. <laughs> he just yeah, starts laughing. He's, so, he's, he's loving this. He's living it up. And Gwen, he's finally like something good has happened. Finally, Gwen is like it's not funny, and he's like ah oh, no, but it's it's fucking hilarious. It's a little funny. A little funny. A little funny. Um, so this is when Merlin is. This is when Merlin comes up with the plan. Uh, the goblin will be forced to leave the host body if the host body starts to die. So they're going to kill Gaius, but just briefly. Uh, so they, he sneaks back to the library. He just like crashes some candles on Joffrey and I'm like, or Jeffrey. And I'm like, you could have probably just like walked by and that dude would not have noticed you, my man. Like you yeah, didn't you need to like, do. Hey man, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go look for another book. You would have been like, okay. Uh, and so it just makes me think like Merlin's not really any better than the goblin. It's just that he doesn't lick gold. <laughs> Merlin's not a good person. He's not, Let's he's just get not that, that out of the way. He's kind of a murdering prankster in a lot of ways. He's not a good person. He's a, he's a flirtatious murdering prankster. He's, he's a flirty, fun guy, but he's not a good person. He's not a good person. You could be a great person without being a good person. Oh, he wants to see the person. best in people. Okay, then why did he drop a tree branch on that guy? <laughs> um... He sneaks in. He gets the box that the the goblin was in, um, and they they set up the trap. Uh, so they're going to they go into the lab. They coat all of the gold, which they know that Gaius is going to lick on uh, with a poison. And sure enough, he does. Yeah, I hope that they clean out the chest of gold later because I don't want anybody else to get poisoned if they happen to lick their gold. Um, but yes, it all works. And um, oh wait, wait, we, we forgot. He, we we gotta we gotta do a, a check in on Sirloin because oh check in with with Sirloin. Sirloin he, comes he back, stops Gaius in the hallway, and he's like, "Listen, please." He's covered in boils because Gaius spiked the ale that he bought for them the previous night. Gotta love it. Leon's panicking. He's like, "Oh, sorry, Leon. It never goes away. It just gets itchy." Um, and and he's you know about to pay for a cure or something I don't know or there is no cure I don't remember but Leon is fucking panicked yeah he he ends up like oh I'm gonna have to pay you for a cure um yeah. so uh the goblin goes into the lab he sees the gold he starts licking both Gwen and Merlin are like ugh and I'm like agreed it's really gross uh instantly the poison starts working uh Merlin runs out as the goblin leaves Gaius's body. Tells Gwen to get the antidote. Gwen drops the antidote. Uh, I think she gets knocked over by Ugh. the goblin, but the bottle yeah. goes like spinning it with a bunch of other bottles. So she's going to spend a little while like trying to figure out which one it is. Meanwhile, Merlin is like struggling to catch this goblin. Uh, it's turned back into normal goblin size, uh, and eventually, uh, it's as as it gets clo- as Merlin gets close to capturing it, it turns back into like the tiny size and goes into Merlin's mouth. But Merlin uh, is smart enough not to swallow, which I guess the- yeah. implies he's got, he's got strong tongue game. So he's, he's I just feel like it, he's, he's in there fighting the the the, the, the fighting. yeah his tongue is he's doing literal tongue punching this time. Which um, you think now that we know all this about Gaius, you think Gaius would have been? I guess he was caught by surprise though. Like he didn't expect yeah, he wasn't yeah. he wasn't he, he hadn't done his like tongue workouts that day you know what i'm saying yeah yeah um but merlin is able to spit the thing back into the barrel but they're not in the clear yet because while the goblin is locked up again guys is still dying they still have to find the antidote uh, don't worry they find it in like one second and um and then that yep we're good that's it uh, we, we cure Gaius. There's a moment where it looks like it won't work, and then it does, right after Merlin calls him a stubborn goat. 
Uh, Gaius has to explain everything to Uther, including the fact that uh, Berlin is innocent. Uther doesn't really say, like, I'm sorry or anything. He's just like, all right, well, I guess that's okay. Berlin dismissed. Get out, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, well, thankfully, he doesn't question him about how he escaped from prison. <laughs> yeah, doesn't nobody asks a lot of questions about this. They're just like, oh, the, the, the goblin is gone. Meanwhile, the goblin is, like, like, yelling from this container, and both Arthur and Uther are just freaked out about it. Uther keeps saying, just go put it away. Put it away right now. <laughs> Drop, anyway. drop it in the anyway. lake <laughs> yeah anyway so merlin isn't uh he's he's innocent morgana's glaring at merlin throughout all this happy ending right happy ending yeah uh gwen and arthur run into each other in a hallway at the end um and they say like we're not even gonna ever talk about this again and she's like yeah. talk about what yeah. um and then we get to one last scene because it's because it's merlin of like arthur training his knights outside while uh gaius and Merlin are watching, and as uh, Arthur starts laughing at someone, a, a bray comes out. He starts honking a little bit, which is very funny. Merlin, Merlin didn't quite cure what everything. Truly chaotic episode from start to finish. Very bizarre, very weird, uh, especially like sandwiched between the Tears of the Pandragon and then the, the next week's episode, which introduces like a fan favorite character. Our our twelfth melee, <laughs> our twelfth melee of this of the series. Uh, it's just um. It's, it's really weird that they do these like full-on goofy episodes this one didn't land yeah. for me just as, as well as some as like the troll episodes did but like i don't know it was it was good the, i think my favorite it's part fine. was probably him like confronting morgana and that and i'm just really bummed that that didn't go anywhere at all so i wish that they had did something with that like i was outlining um let me write the show guys yeah uh, this, this eight-year-old show <laughs> forcing a farting morgana and uh, an escapee Merlin to team up to take down this goblin would have been really, really funny. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I, it's weird because I wouldn't have wanted any more goblin, but I, at the same time, I, I wanted something more from this. Uh, but yeah, it's not a bad yeah. episode by any means. Like it's not. It's not terrible. It's just it's, dumb. Yeah, it's just, it's just dumb. It's harmless. Harmlessly dumb. Harmless, dumb fun. Uh, and it's you know it's this kind of just what Merlin is sometimes. With it's just a farting yeah. good time. Um, I can't think of any other episodes like this. Nope. Mm, there's some silly stuff but maybe not to this farting level in the future i feel like there's i think all of the like silly there's very serious episodes with some silliness injected into it i don't i feel like we're past like the troll bride and the farting stuff and Mm -hmm, things like that mm -hmm. i could be wrong it's been it's been you know, a few years since I've, I've finished the series. Yeah, so. I guess I guess we will see. We'll find out on more episodes of Still His Kingdom Keeps, which you can support by going to patreon.com slash monster of the week. You can also tell us how cool we are on Twitter, which is always fun. Thank you for everybody that's been doing that. Yeah. Um, you could uh, write in if you want to tell us what you think about Merlin. We're, we're collecting all of those for an eventual series finale. Where we'll read all of your feedback and kind of talk about the show in general. So if you, if you want to chat with us, you can do that. Um, best way to do that is probably via twitter just dm us um failing that i believe we have still his kingdom keeps at gmail.com uh, or go to still his kingdom keeps cool for that stuff uh chris any any last things that you would like to say about this um stay classy not gassy stay classy not gassy everybody <laughs> Thank you.
This sound like it's my right microphone? No, Chris. It sounds like it's your left microphone. Uh, <laughs> take that as a yes, frankly. You got him. Fucking Chris, I don't know how you're going to be able to face your fiance and your family after getting owned this hard 30 seconds I'm tired of the podcast. Getting owned. I'm tired of it. If you're so tired of it, maybe. I don't have anything else to follow that. <laughs> I just lost everything. Um, yeah, you sound good. Okay. I had to, um, I rearranged everything and did some cable management over here in the desk because I put a 900 pound uh, CRT on the. Uh, Excuse me? Old, old ass big tube TV is now on my podcast. Desk. Why, why do you so have a so, CRT in your room? So I can play um, PS2 games on it. No, it was, uh, my grandmother had it and I was going to get rid of it and I thought. I'm just gonna use it. I got the fucking PS2 sitting right there. Let me let me just plug it in, and I'm probably still gonna get rid of it once the novelty wears off because this is um, it's it. Let me tell you, brother, it's huge. <laughs> yeah, I used to have a uh, 37 inch, I think Sony Trinitron. Uh, it was one of the first. This literally, that like, Jeremy, that's literally what this is. Is it really? Uh, it was yeah. one of the first like <laughs> HD CRTVs. It did 720p, um, and it was fucking gorgeous. It was a brilliant looking TV playing PS2 games on. Man, like it. I still like think back sometimes where I'm like, that was one of the best TVs I've ever owned. Also, 400 pounds, like minimum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. My my uncle is currently staying here, and I was like, hey, I'm gonna move the TV out of that room. Um, you need any help? I was like, no, 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 I should get it. Like one second into the endeavor, I was like, fuck, I should ask for help. I should have asked for help. This sucks. Why did I do this? It's so cumbersome. <laughs> um, anyway, that's what's up. But actually, everything, despite there being a gigantic, massive piece of ancient technology in my, my room here, everything's much neater. And um, I'm feeling good about it. I've been doing a lot of work on this room, and it's going to have to extend to the other rooms <laughs> slowly, eventually. Um, but I'm hoping that the house will just sort of sink into the earth before then, and I will be spared the effort. Yeah, maybe you can get some insurance money off of it if it does that. Yeah, yeah. or just be you know dragged down into hell. Either mm-hmm. way, I'm game for mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of being dragged down into hell, Jeremy, you want to know how the barn build's going? I, w- <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you about your horror movies you've been watching, but that's that's a great segue. <laughs> uh, I actually I have not watched as many horror movies as I hoped I was going to be watching. I've only watched. Um, uh, I think I told you I watched X. Um, or Triple X. I don't remember the exact name of it, but uh, I'm really excited about that one. Did I tell you about that one? Do you know that one? Um, I only know Triple X, like Vin Diesel. No, 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 not... no, 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 no. This is uh, like a like a um, a uh, like a off-brand porn company rents like a shed in the middle of nowhere, Texas, to go film a little porn movie. Um, yeah, were and... you talking about this in the Discord? I yeah, I... yeah, yeah. And then okay, the, okay. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, dude. Yeah. The guy, the director, uh, the writer and director, then released uh, Pearl, which is a prequel. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there's going to be, um, I can't remember the other one. It's something with an X in it, though. Uh, but there's going to be a like a sequel to it set in like the 80s or the 90s or something too. So it's, re- what's it's his name? really neat. Um, neat. What's the name of the director? That's an excellent question. <laughs> uh, he did. Uh, oh God, this is the most annoying podcast you can possibly listen to. If I'm thinking of the same person. He did the movie. Fuck, I can't remember the name of the other movie. Oh, uh, no. Uh, 
Oh no, this is awful. I'm gonna just gonna Google Pearl director. I'll spare everybody the effort. Uh, I'm doing the same thing. Uh, Ty West. Ty West. So mm-hmm. he did. Um, the House of the Devil, The Innkeepers, VHS. Yep, seen all those. Mm-hmm. Uh, went through a big like this kind of guy horror movie phase yeah. ten years mm-hmm. ago. Um, and I think we all did really. <laughs> so he didn't. It doesn't even look like he did the movie I'm thinking of. This is gonna drive me nuts. It's a. Are you, you're not thinking Mike Flanagan, are you? You're not thinking any of the Flanagan. I'm thinking Flanagan. It's like a. Um, Oh, this is a fun game. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. Keep, this let's... sucks. This sucks. I'm sorry, listeners. So you know the movie The Strangers, where there's a home invasion and mm-hmm. then everybody gets um, uh, killed by scary people. Yes. There's one of those movies where there's a home invasion, except uh, the plot sur- surrounds like this guy's going back for like a family reunion to a mansion out in the woods somewhere. Uh, attackers come to this mansion and are killing everybody one by one. Um, and this dude's girlfriend is like, we don't really know anything about her, but she starts fighting back. And she's, you know, the protagonist of this movie. She's wrapped up in some other family's drama, and she starts fighting back with lethal force. And it's a fucking kick-ass <laughs> movie, but I can't remember the name of <laughs> that it. That does sound good. That does sound good. It was on Netflix forever. Um, and I think either, I thought it was by Ty West, but maybe he's in it, or maybe it's just one of those other guys from VHS, and I was just mixing them up. So let's, uh, I'm going down the IMDb rabbit hole here. Let's see if I can find this movie. It's, um, God, it's, I'm going to, be so angry at myself when I finally see the name of the movie and realize that I forgot it. It's not anyway, in, a, in, a, else is new? in a valley of violence <laughs> or anything. Um, uh, dude, I've, it's, it's for me, I've just been uh, working and doing barn stuff and taking apart spaceships, which I talked to you a lot about last week. So I'll, I'll spare you that to this week. Um, but I, we are, we've got all of the electric, uh, roughed in i'm getting it inspected tomorrow once it's inspected we can then close up the shed walls um and and then put in like all the switches and then actually get all of the electric stuff turned on which opens our path to finishing the footing and like finishing this little paddock area we won't be able to finish like the full fencing job but we'll be able to do like the stuff we want to do to finish the paddock area which is pretty dope it's pretty cool that's something progress that's something yeah the movie is called You're Next. It's Your Next. Oh, yeah. I know You're Next. Okay. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And it's not by Ty West. It's Adam Wingard, but he was also on VHS, and that's what I got mixed up yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He was one of those dudes. Okay. You're Next. Anyway, yeah. Cool movie. Not worth all this trouble that I've caused for us in the outtakes. It's here, okay. But I like this it's, movie. It's totally fine. I do have, I can I can read you some of my list that, I, that I'm preparing to watch. Would you Would you like to hear yeah, that? Let's hear it. Let's, let's see. And I'll offer any opinions that I can. I'm sure I probably, I'm not, um, I'm not up to date on horror movies, but we'll see. Maybe I'll find something new to watch. Let's see what we got here um wow this i'm going through like my download list and um it's actually you know what's you know how you can tell things are bad in my world because um i watched a james bond movie last night and i don't even, I don't even care about james bond we do uh, i mean it's well documented that i have a crush on daniel craig but i'm not a james bond guy and i watched one last night i do feel like um it's a fun enough movie sort of feels like it's set back women <laughs> Um, yeah, those movies. It took me back yeah. to 2006, and it was just on that peak of like <laughs> of things. You know, things are going to change a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just kind of funny. I mean, it's classic James Bond. It is what it is. But, so, uh, uh, men. That's, that's how I know things are dire for me. I'm I'm, I'm going to watch Men. That's from A24. Okay, I don't men. know if you I don't know if you've seen men. a trailer for that, but uh, it's a yeah, it's yeah, a young yeah. woman that seems to be in a she gets she plans a little vacation getaway to this village, uh, this little like quaint English village, and she's surrounded by dudes. 
Um, hate to see it. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that described as like this movie is is a scary movie, uh, but it's terrifying to actual dudes who don't realize this is what women live with every day. <laughs> like women are like going to this, going like, "Oh yeah, girl, yeah, I, I feel you. I know exactly what you're going through." Yeah. Um, what else? What else? What else is in here? Uh, Kronos from 1993, which is oh, a um, uh, what's his name? Um, not Jackson, but the other guy. Who's the other horror guy? Whose name I can't remember? Who did the the fish stick? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're good at remembering uh, things. Uh, I'm uh, googling it right now. Don't worry, we're getting there. You're, um, you're googling fish stick. Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo, Guillermo. Yes, thank you. Um, also, a movie called Society from 1989, which I just watched like 30 seconds of a trailer of, and I was like, and we live in one. So yeah, seems um, like. yeah. So um, something called The Power from 2021, which I was oh. I was told the least the less I know going into it, the better. Um, Still going through my download list, but now I'm just into porn, so this is all just not. This is yeah, not good. Nice. Um, um, that's it so far. I got other stuff on my list, but that's what I have downloaded. Let me say that. There was one that I think Allison was just tweeting about some found footage. Oh, that's the one I was Armin. asking if you knew about. That was that uh, Korean like Kajiro House of Haunted oh, okay, whatever okay, okay, okay. Um, that hotel one. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I just started talking about shit about Japanese movies, <laughs> even though that's all I fucking watch. But um, yeah, which Ghana, Ghana, Ghana. What I meant to say was I've asylum. seen a lot of really good Korean horror movies, but I haven't seen this one. Yeah, I've only seen and I and I might be getting. I've seen The Host, um, which was one of my favorite Korean movies, or one of my favorite movies ever, where that little monster dude comes out of the yeah, of the yeah, ocean, yeah. and that's, that's fucking great. Um, and then I watched. Uh, is audition Korean or is that? um japanese that's 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 japanese okay and then i watched uh thirst and i don't remember if that's korean or japanese either because it's been a long time since i've seen it let's find out you're looking that up for me yeah all you know is you're reading subtitles uh it's german actually no uh (laughs) i'm assuming it's the one from 2009 and not 1957 yeah yeah it's it's the one that looks like um it's got the really really evocative cover of of it like that looks yeah that's that's a that's korean okay so Um, i I think i've seen uh, more but i I probably those are the three that i remember off the top of my head i think for some reason there's something about like asian horror in general that the the style even though it comes from a like a society i guess that we're not familiar with we don't live in it um it's it's a lot of that speaks to i guess what i just like about horror a lot better um a lot of western like slashers i've never particularly i mean i not that i dislike slashers but that like that is what i kind of brand is like the american thing is the slasher mm-hmm. um and that doesn't like scare me doesn't like spook me you know and that's what i i want to be just even for a second i want to be unsettled um and i never get that from a lot of slasher stuff um it's um so, yeah for whatever reason I find myself drawn to to draw to you know Korean horror Japanese horror whatever I grew up um, on slasher movies cool stuff. uh so like and my, my my grandmother was very permissive so we had like a local uh video store this was like like blockbusters existed but this was like mom and pop video store mm-hmm. uh R-rated movies in the back behind a curtain kind of thing um and my grandmother again very permissive so she was just like she just told the dude like let him rent whatever he wants that's not pornography and she, and she and I, think, I think i remember the dude going like we don't have any pornography here and she's like i know you have pornography here don't let him rent that <laughs> only 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 the, just normal movies so i grew up with like nightmare on elm street and jason movies and all that stuff uh and like all of that stuff is really none of it is particularly scary to me anymore mm-hmm. like it's all just like fun like i think and i think that's one yeah, of the I problems think it's a different it's a different vibe yeah um, I, have, I do have a lot of fun memories of that stuff when we i think i told you this before when we graduated high school 
a lot of our friends were a year younger than us. So us, you know, four or five guys would just get together like every night of the week when everybody else was in school. We would sit out five, outside in my friend's backyard, light a campfire. He brought his TV outside. He wheeled it out like we were in school. He wheeled out the TV. We would pop into VHS uh, and we would watch old slasher movies outside in his yard like yeah. in the woods around us. So that was a lot of fun. So I definitely have very fond memories of that stuff. But as far as getting like scared i see i like jess makes fun of me constantly constantly because whenever we go to watch a horror movie i'm the guy who wants to watch the shitty found footage movie because i'm like i don't care how bad it is like how poorly it's made how bad the writing is i can connect because it's first person which is really strange like i can put with horror that's kind of what i want to do sometimes it's just like feel like i'm in it Mm -hmm. um and that's a it's like a weird escapist thing even though i'm escaping to a thing that's way worse than reality um but yeah i really like that (laughs) (laughs) i don't know always tend to be like the same and they're terrible and yeah but i still love my my buddy gary was was talking about this on twitter the other day uh he was talking about it from the perspective of video games of like just being kind of tired of horror video games using trauma as a metaphor for everything and like oh i'm walking through this corridor that's actually a metaphor for all of the problems that I gave my wife or something. Um, and how <laughs> just like, I just want to play like a horror game without any of that stuff. Um, and I, and I totally understand that. Uh, but like nowadays, like we did kind of half of a podcast on the, ha- the haunting of Hill house. Um, yeah, and yeah. it's, it's that like traumatic stuff, stuff like hereditary and, and things like that, that really like get my blood pumping that like, that I'm like mm-hmm. where it really mm-hmm. gets inside you, right? Like where you start to get really into the characters and really into the psychology of like why they're terrified that really gets under my skin. Um, but slasher stuff, slasher stuff to me is just like fun. Like it's yeah. so gory and it's so over the top. It's very rarely, and I, I stay away from uh, like uh, a lot of, super exploitative torture porn porn. yeah like i i I mean some of that stuff like the um, i have found the older i get the more squeamish i am about absolutely violence same stuff yeah for me Um, it's uh it's actually it's uh throwing up that's the thing i think i've talked about that before where like i just i am just tired of how i'm really tired of how people just it's just all the time now uh (laughs) where people people throw up one episode every every week on the bake-off now and it's really disconcerting We were watching there's a, a series of uh, anime series called Tokyo Ghoul. I've read a little bit of the manga, and then we watched like two episodes of the anime. And um, it, one of the episodes, like the main character starts throwing up. And just like you didn't tell me that this was gonna be like, a guy throwing up the whole time. I'm like, first of all, <laughs> I didn't know because I didn't think about it because Absol- it doesn't bother me. Second of all, I was reading it. <laughs> I was reading it. He didn't make any noise when I was reading it, so I didn't know. Yeah, um, the 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 retching and all of that stuff is just really it's a lot. fucking it is off-putting. A lot. There's it's- a scene in uh, Silent Hill 2 where a guy vomits for like the whole fucking time and we went through it and I think something happened where maybe I died right after we had to replay that scene. It just was like, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> speaking of you know i the the thing i like the most about the fatal frame games is like it, it isn't really dealing with like the, the same kind of like heavy trauma that a lot of the other horror games are like kind of fucking with it's like oh this person's crazy uh a lot a lot of times it's like oh this person had a near-death experience or somebody close to them died and now they can see ghosts and now they're in this haunted place and there's just fucking ghosts here <laughs> and you have to shoot them with your camera and it yeah. just feels like such more of a it's not a thrill ride because they still can be very sad but it doesn't feel like you don't feel like a i don't know 
as much as you're you're playing as like a fragile young girl in a lot of these games, it's like you don't feel like a victim necessarily, even as you kind of go through and see all these like tragic stories that have happened in this place and stuff. It's still just fucking spooky ghosts. It's not all in your head. It's not because you're crazy and you killed your wife. It's just because there's fucking ghosts here. That's um. Did you ever watch Channel Zero at all? It's a it's a TV series. Um, uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. It was. I think it was on Sci-Fi. Uh, um. And it's an anthology, so like every season was a you know brand new story. And then they went on to do a Netflix series called Brand New Cherry Flavor that was supposed to be super over the top. I haven't watched that one yet. Um, but there were some seasons of that where it was definitely like, hey, I'm dealing with the loss of my father, um, the unexpected mm-hmm. loss of my father. But also, these are just weird fucked up things that are making me feel this way. Like, that's a fucked up thing. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's no other way, to des- other way to describe it. Like, that's not a representation of my trauma. That's a fucked up weird thing. Yeah. Using my trauma against me in a way that I am not comfortable with. It was one of those things. So Interesting. I uh yeah, that's I always I recommend those highly if you're looking for the only one I couldn't get through was season 3. Season 3 just was not we watched like 3 episodes and I was like this is not doing it for me. Yeah. You know what I am um, watching that I would recommend to you uh that you up? might dig is called uh Outer Range. Have you heard of this? Yeah. Um I think we mentioned it like super briefly. You said you were going to watch it. Um, dude, it seems, I am, it's like UFOs and cowboys, right? UFOs and cowboys are, is, is kind of the pitch going into it, but I will, I will say like episode, I think it's six or eight episodes. I've only, only have one left. I think it's just six. Um, it's got, uh, David's love interest from Shit's Creek, uh, who plays a, okay. like a singing dude. He just sings songs in weird, <laughs> un- inappropriate places, which is hilarious. He's great. Um, but it's, uh, like starting with episode two and three, you're like, well, this is, this is a little weird. And then episode four, you're like, what in the funk is happening? And like episode five, you're like, why is she making that bear bite her? <laughs> like it's fucking, it gets off the fucking rails. Uh, and it, we only have one episode left. And I'm, I think we've called the, the, the big twist, but they hit us with the twist. We were not expecting in the penultimate episode. And I was like, what in the so this fuck? This is, this is stuff I should be watching instead of, uh, James Bond instead of James watching. Bond. Yeah, I don't know why you're watching James or, Bond. Um, I don't, yeah, well, yesterday was James Bond Day or something, so it kept popping up in my feed. And and Jess, with her new job, she gets up so early and then she's so tired that she falls asleep at like nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I'm up till fucking midnight, so I'm just like, well, what yeah, do I plenty do of t- now? Plenty of time. I guess I'll just yeah. watch a, a two and a half. Hour. What the, f- the first uh, the first Daniel Craig James Bond movie, whatever it's called, it's two and a half hours long. Who fucking gave them the right <laughs> to make that movie two Dude. and a half hours long? And that movie it's about like poker. Like, the big, what? the big, like huge moment of that movie is just James Bond getting slapped in the balls for like twenty minutes. <laughs> like, it's oh yeah, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the thing that so obviously I was seeing it, I was seeing stuff like trending or whatever because it was James Bond Day, whatever the hell. Um, I think what is always in the back of my mind, because I have kind of wanted to watch them for a while, is I really like Bond themes. Mm-hmm. Like fucking Adele's Skyfall. Huge yeah, fan. Huge whatever fan. the mm-hmm. Billie Eilish song, whatever that one's called. I like that song a lot. Um, no Time to Die. That's what it's called. Haven't seen any of these movies, but I like the songs. So I, guess I don't I'm know, man. I, just, I watched that first Daniel Craig movie, and I was like, you know what? I... Uh, and I think I think I get my Bond fix from Mission Impossible movies. Like I will watch Mission yeah. Impossible one before I watch any modern James Bond movie ever. Ever. Like I think that's where my brain goes. So I'm yeah, just... I don't like the tuxedo stuff. Like that's just like the I don't know. All that stuff just seems super lame to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, absolutely. But I do, I do really love like the espionage stories. Obviously, I love Metal Gear. I le- read the John Le Carre, George Smiley novels. I'm a big fan of those. Um, and then I guess. I guess I'm a fucking Bond guy now. Um, You're Bond, dude, man. How does it feel? Anyway, let's talk about Merlin. I'm more of a Merlin guy. I'm more of a goblin, man. <laughs> more of a goblin guy. I cannot fucking believe this episode. Goblin. Do you know? I'll talk about it next. Merlin, Merlin. Merlin